Welcome to the Good News Fredericksburg series on the We Are Business podcast. My name is Ina Talca and I am joined by my co-host Tabitha Hall. We want to thank Rapine Electric Cooperative for sponsoring this series as we share the good news in our community. Let's do this. Alrighty, guys, we are coming down to our last couple of episodes of Good News Fredericksburg Season 2, powered by Rap Panel Electric Cooperative. Today, we have some good news. I will go ahead and start. Tabitha, I remember it was like a week or two ago, we got this major alert on our phone, and it sounded like those tornado warnings. Jim got one, you got one, I got one at the same time. But it was actually um, Virginia notifying us that uh, they're now vaccinating all residents 16 years of age and Mm -hmm. older which is fantastic. So um, it's an easy, easy thing to sign up for your COVID-19 vaccination um, if you're looking to do so. So uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, thanks to Mary Washington. Mm-hmm. They have been working very hard. Yes. Um, their volunteer clinic and everything is uh, is kind of crazy to see how efficient <laughs> and everything it is. Yes. They've done an amazing job with that. Mm-hmm. Um, today, I'm gonna talk about the SPCA of Fredericksburg. Nice. Um, some of our good old pals. and. Paul's. <laughs> <Good one. laughs> um, a couple weekends ago, they did a kickball tournament as a fundraiser mm-hmm. at the Fredericksburg National Stadium. Um, I actually went in for a little bit, and it was awesome. They had yeah. all the different uh, fields set up and everything. Everybody was in there matching um, shirts and socks, and there must have been a best dress contest because <laughs> there was Hawaiian shirts and short dad khaki shorts and high knee socks and everything um they were very creative so um but we just wanted to shout them out and just um they were on the screen was rotating all the dogs and cats that are available right now um so if you are looking to adopt you can always um, start at the spca Um, they have a lot of adorable uh, available animals right now and i think they're about to undergo some renovations and so Mm -hmm. they're really needing some foster um some foster care parents and stuff um on top of that they're also hiring right now so, so good. there is a lot of stuff going on at fred spca um if you have a passion for animals that is definitely a good place for you to get plugged in um so you can always follow them on their facebook or just go by they're always um they're always welcoming to people stopping by so yeah that's some good news um, it's really nice to see people are hiring i feel like we've mentioned that in every episode in the past like couple weeks so yeah yeah. So awesome. We had some other members there. I saw um, Community Bank was there. I think Caldwell <laughs> Banker so awesome. was there. Um, so there was there was a lot of turnout. So that was a good good event. Yeah, and I think people are ready to get outside and just Absolutely. be with each other and their teams. And what a better way to do it than supporting uh, a good cause. So that's great good news. Yeah. All right, let's get on to our Rap Paint Electric Cooperative interview. Good morning. And today we have John Medved, Director of Safety Compliance and security services for REC. John, how are you doing today? Uh, Great. How about yourself? Good, good, good. We're going to pretend that we didn't have to restart this, right? Yeah. (laughs) So, John, we like to start off every um, REC interview by just asking simply the guest what their role is at REC and how they got started there. Okay. My role at REC is Director of Safety and Compliance and Security Services, as my um, title explains. I've been with the Rappahannock for a little over two years. Um, I began my career as a lineman uh, in the late 90s. I was a lineman for about 16 or 17 years. Oh. My previous career before 
uh, Rappahannock Electric Cooperative was for Virginia, Maryland, Delaware Association of Electric Cooperatives. And we provided training to both municipals and cooperative, cooperatives around the tri-state tri area. Oh, very cool. That is a long time and a, one career too. That's impressive. That, that doesn't awesome. happen anymore. <laughs> Tell us a little bit of why safety is top priority at REC. Um, safety is top priority at REC because everyone wants to go home the way they came mm -hmm. uh, to work. And this also goes for our members as well. Uh, you know, we want them to be safe. We are highly trained uh, employees. We have highly trained employees at the, uh, the co-op and they're trained through our, our statewide association. There are, there are different uh, Department of Labor accredited programs that uh, provide the training through Virginia, Maryland and Delaware Association of Electric Co-ops. Um, and that's what uh, teaches our employees to be safe. And we would love uh, to teach members and even non-members just uh, the public eye uh, of the importance of safety around uh, the electric grid and uh, mainly during storms and trouble situations. And big thing is members should stay away from any down power line. Mm -hmm. Wow. I do feel like your position definitely is detail oriented. You're constantly analyzing situations and um, how many miles does REC cover again? We cover around 17,000 miles, 22 wow. counties. We have 17,000 miles of line. Um, and it, it is a constant, uh, be aware of your surrounding situational awareness because everything changes, um, is constantly changing. No two jobs are the same. And, and that's one reason why we reiterate uh, the safety of the public and to stay away from down power lines because just because it's on the ground doesn't mean it's de-energized. There is still a potential that it could be energized. Right. Fair. Now, John, what are some ways REC works to ensure employees and members stay safe? Uh, again, we have extensive training for our line crews uh, through the, the association and also um, different departments in the cooperative that have training. Even our member service representatives may, uh, may provide some training or some advice to an employee or uh, to a consumer that calls in. We provide mm -hmm. medic first aid training to all of our employees if they would like it. Um, and also safety messages for employees or for, for, for members, school presentations, video messages. Uh, we also have a live line demo trailer, which is pretty interesting. Um, it's a trailer that has uh, energized lines on it. And we just do a demonstration of uh, a different trouble scenarios that could happen. Uh, these can be requested by either calling our 1-800 number, or you can check out on our myrec.coop website for more information and, and podcasts such as this, it uh, mm -hmm. just informs the community of um, safety uh, issues involved with electric utilities and, you know, just the information that they may need to contact someone. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like after speaking to 15 representatives from REC, I feel like I know REC more now than <laughs> mm -hmm. ever. And I believe our listeners do too. Absolutely. We're always learning something new every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Could you tell us um, a couple of top safety tips? I would say the number one um, safety tip that I could mention is to stay away from um, down power lines. And that, that falls under outage safety. There also are other um, safety issues such as generator safety. If the consumer does not um, hook up their generator properly, it could backfeed on the lines and potentially injure uh, linemen or even the public that are working out on the lines in a storm scenario. So if, if you have a generator, number one, 
run it outside, don't put it inside and run it, but to have a, a qualified electrician come. And even if you don't have it wired in to your panel box with the uh, uh, proper throw switch, have, a, have an electrician give you a run through of how, how to run your generator and what you can hook up to it. Another item is people often overlook is VA811, uh, call before you dig. You need to call at least three days before you start to dig, even if it's just to plant a small tree. You never know where any utilities are. And also um, be reminded of private utilities, like uh, your well line, mm-hmm. um, maybe electricity line that, that's your, your private line that runs out to your garage or shed. Keep that in mind when you dig. Think about that. Just as a comparison, um, could you tell us like what, like a switch on the wall, that voltage versus the voltage of like a power line? Actually, there is um, a, a switch on the wall could have the same voltage as the would have the same voltage as the line going from your house to the pole, and then uh, the voltage on the on the primary line is about sixty times the voltage that you use in your house. Yes. So don't touch it. <laughs> yeah, no, well, don't touch um, anything. Um, and sometimes people are deceived because they think 120 volts is safe because it's low voltage. But uh, the amperage as well is what kills you. Um, you can be killed or injured just as easily or probably more easily from your household electricity uh, than you would be from um, the high voltage lines just because of the, the chance of contact. Mm. Wow. Well, there's one thing I learned today. Don't touch anything by John yeah. Medved. That's the that's going to be the title of the episode. Stay away. Stay away. Don't touch it. Well, John, thank you so much for your time today. We have enjoyed doing these episodes with REC and getting to know more about um, each and every one of you and also REC in itself. And our community has thoroughly enjoyed these interviews as well. So thank you for your time today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Alrighty, guys, today for our business spotlight, we are with Adrian Kinch, general manager of Capital Ale House. Adrian, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm happy to be here. So. Awesome. Happy to yeah. have you. We just got some good news yeah. the past week or so. Bars are back. They are. They are. Um, it, it's a little bit strange, a little surreal yeah. to see people sitting at the bar again. Um, it was a surprise. For sure. Uh, but we are excited about it. Um, I, I think that Capital Ill House especially is, is a building that kind of um, just doesn't feel right without people at the bar. Yeah. Um, you know, the bar is the focal point of our restaurant. So mm-hmm. um, it's really great to have it back. Um, we have a lot of uh, regulars that are so happy to be back mm-hmm. and be sitting in their old seats again. So um, awesome. this weekend is going to be really exciting uh, to see how it goes and, and uh, see everybody back out in that way. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how you got started with Capital Hill House and how long you've been there and all that good stuff. Um, I moved here from Omaha, Nebraska about four years ago, and mm-hmm. Capital Hill House was the first place that I applied. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I loved it. It's great. It's uh, I, I'm really interested in craft beer myself, so it was like mm-hmm. my first choice. And uh, joining the team, it, I loved working there. Um, it, it is a company that really uh, promotes um, women in leadership roles. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I think in all the years I've been there up until now, our entire management team has been women um, cool. in the building. So um, I, I really like that about the company. And um, I do feel like at this point we're kind of a staple in the community. Mm-hmm. And so that was um, 
that was a big drawing point for me for staying and wanting to be more involved and, and take on more and more uh, responsibility in the restaurant. And um, I don't plan on going anywhere. <laughs> I really love it. So That's awesome. um, yeah, I think Fredericksburg as a whole is just such a great uh, little town. And um, yeah, it, it's a huge sense of community and Capul I think is part of that. So it's great. Yeah, you guys absolutely, absolutely are. I know that we've called on y'all a lot for doing events and community donations for our silent auctions and things like that. And you guys are always happy to jump in. Yeah, so. we definitely are. Um, I think, yeah, I, I definitely think that we're happy to be involved with the community in any way that we can. So mm-hmm. well, let's great talk location. about Oktoberfest. Ooh. That's yes. been my favorite <laughs> event in Fredericksburg since I was in college. Um, and every you guys have had it. Yep. And it's gotten bigger and better. And then last year, well, um, last year it, it didn't happen not because of COVID. Mm-hmm. It's because of the bridge closure. Mm-hmm. So so it's actually not. Yeah. So um, it was already off the table prior mm-hmm. to COVID gotcha. happening. It's kind of just coincidence that that. Um, and I think a lot of people assume it was COVID right. related, <laughs> but it, it was not. It was already something we weren't. Um, I think it just is because Caroline is like the main thoroughfare mm-hmm. now. Right. So um so it won't be happening again this year, not because of COVID, but you because of the, yeah, because of the bridge closure. <laughs> that darn bridge. Yeah, people are asking all the time. So hopefully, 2022, it'll be back. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm not certain for sure, but sure. But yeah, Oktoberfest is a big thing. People ha- are asking. I probably daily somebody asks about <laughs> Oktoberfest. So, um, but it is a huge undertaking, and um, it, it requires a lot. Um, we have to bring in our staff from all all over all of our other locations to right. come and support us that day. So it is, uh, it's a big fun event. It is, it is. it's wild. So. No, awesome. I love it. It's just so community oriented. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's what we're all about here. And um, I know the last year given Oktoberfest wasn't due to COVID um, being in the industry that you guys are in, you've had to alter and evolve. And I feel like every week you have to switch things up. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about the past year and what that's looked like for Capital Oil House. Um, I, I don't think it's a secret to anybody that the that the restaurant industry has suffered a little over the, a little might be an understatement over the last year. <laughs> it is. Um, you know, it is. It, we we had to become accustomed to kind of uh, daily, weekly changes um, that were fairly drastic. I mean, not just little changes, but, you know, um, and some of those changes are still in place. Um you have to have your staff be willing to quickly adapt. Um, you have to have staff start learning new roles and skills that maybe they weren't doing before because the you know the role that they were in before is just not feasible. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's been it's been a year. <laughs> well, I'll say that it has been a year. Um, luckily, you know things are looking up now, mm-hmm. um, and and you know there's still some challenges. Um, I think. Right now, they did make it so that restaurants could be at 100% capacity, but you still have to have mm-hmm. social distancing requirements. So that's essentially still 50% capacity. Um, and as people are being vaccinated, they're they're coming out more and more, but restaurants still don't necessarily have the space to accommodate all of those people yet. Um, and we don't necessarily have the staff to accommodate those people yet. Um, also having to to adapt to new like cleaning and sanit- uh, sanitizing procedures right. um, between every guest. Um, it's it's a lot of learning new skills. Um, 
I will say that it's kind of fostered a sense of uh, family with my staff, especially Mm -hmm. um, for the ones that that have stuck with us through this entire thing. Um, We closed down for a couple months, but Mm -hmm. um, most of our staff came back after the closure. And so I think for that staff, it's we now kind of feel a sense of, um, you know, we're all in it together and (laughs) and that sort of thing. Get through it. Yeah. So it has um, it has fostered a lot of of good things. Um, But yeah, it has definitely been a difficult year. So let's talk about some good stuff, because um, (laughs) I know every time we go that my husband has to order the fries sampler with all Mm -hmm. the different dips. Um, He's obsessed with them. Tell us a little bit about y'all's menu. Like, what's your go-to item? My go-to item is the fried chicken sandwich. Mm. I, and I'm not just saying this because I work there, I think it is <laughs> the best fried chicken sandwich in Fredericksburg. Um, I have our guests tell us tell me all the time that they agree. Um, mm-hmm. It is so good. It's just, it's hand-battered. It's, you know, it's so, so, so good. Um, it's got hot honey on it, some pickles. Mm. Yeah, it, it is. That. Yeah, it's a fantastic sandwich. Um, and it's, you know, it's been around for a little while now, but it's still one of the newer items on our menu. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, but it's definitely right now my favorite thing. I probably eat it more than I should, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it is really delicious. Um, our our fries, everybody loves our fries, and I I, I would be remiss to not mention our pretzels. So, yes. um, pretzels. I think that's a, that's the fan <laughs> branding standard. Yeah, yes. exactly. Sure. I think that's that's kind of what we're oh, known for. It's making for, me so, so hungry. That. Y'all have a huge bar, yeah. a lot of local beers, things like that. Yeah, so. um, we have 66 draft lines, um, and we carry a, we kind of tapered it down a little bit during during COVID, but typically it's about 200 different bottled and canned selections. Cool. Um, before I became GM, I was our beer buyer, so I was kind of the go-to oh, beer cool person, job. and yeah. yeah, it was a very fun job, so... <laughs> um, but it, it, our staff is passionate about the beer too, and and they're they're knowledgeable about the products that we carry. But I mean, if you're looking for for new and exciting and interesting beer, we're definitely the place for it. So, and now you can sit at the bar and have the whole ice tray. Yes. I don't know what it's really called, but it's we so just cool. talked about that this morning. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's the mm-hmm. ice rail. Ice rail, and it is go. back in business. Yep, cool. um, we've been keeping it full this whole time, just because it is our bar just doesn't look right without yeah. it. Um, <laughs> but it is back, and people can use it again. And cool. yeah, it's um, I, our bar definitely needs to be used. So I'm yeah. so happy that it is being used now. That's awesome. Think about all the connections you make at the bar too. You know, oh, just yeah. conversations and hanging out with people and friends. I kind of miss that. So mm-hmm. for sure. I'm excited. Yeah. Me too. I, I am too. So yeah. tell us how people can get in touch with you guys. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, what are those um, handles? So Facebook is just Capital Ale House Fredericksburg. Um, our Instagram is Capital Ale House. Um, Twitter also Capital Ale House. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can visit our website at capitalalehouse.com. Um, if I can make a little pitch here, Go for it. If you or someone you know is currently seeking employment, you can visit our website and apply online. Perfect. Um, If someone you know is seeking employment, we're offering a $100 referral bonus and a gift card to anybody. So if you refer someone and they put your name there, um, you get $100. Sounds Um, like a competition for me. Sounds like a good (laughs) night to me. Paid for. (laughs) Yep. Yep. 
a hundred dollars worth of beer if that's what you want to do. There you with go. <laughs> right. Well, I just want to remind everyone that you may not feel comfortable going out and supporting a business in person or um, whether it's takeout so forth. Just by sharing and liking the content and following them on social media is super important and super helpful. And that's why we asked that question, uh, just so people can go and do that because support comes in monetary, non-monetary value. So um, thanks for sharing that. We appreciate it. Of course, of course. And we have a surprise for you, Adrian. Okay. I love this because season two, we actually get to surprise our guests. She's looking so scared right now. Okay. (laughs) Well, Adrian. Uh, So Rappahanna Glacier Cooperative is a sponsor of this series. Um, and they have provided us a grant to distribute amongst all of our business spotlights. So uh, we're able to provide a little check to you guys today to help with anything going on in the restaurant and so forth, um, just on behalf of REC and the Good News Fredericksburg team. That's awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> love that we get to surprise people. Yes, yes. Thanks for joining us. And um, I know next time I'm going to be ordering that fried chicken sandwich do it you will not regret it it's so good so <laughs> and if you're looking for a job at Cowboy house please put me as a referral <laughs> <laughs> to have the hall and anna talcott that's awesome <laughs> thank you for listening to the good news fredericksburg series on the we are business podcast be sure to like share subscribe on apple or spotify and if you enjoyed this series leave a positive review